what's up everybody um we'll give you our week 11 picks right here up front in case you're coming up against it for your uh uh time to get some bets in but we hope that you uh, stick around listen to the whole episode get your uh you get your analysis on each one of these we got some fantasy plays we got some card plays um and it's just some fun back and forth between uh you know me and andrew so uh just up front here so you have them one o'clock games got the browns minus three we got the saints minus four we got the lions minus one we got the pats minus two we got the steelers minus ten and a half the bengals plus one and a half we got the Ravens minus six on your four o'clock games. We got the Dolphins minus three and a half. Take the Jets and the points plus nine and a half. Packers plus one and a half and the Vikings minus seven. And in your eight o'clock night game, give me the Raiders plus seven and a half for your week 11 fun. Good luck out there today. And please stick around. Listen to the whole episode. Thanks, everybody. All right, Luca Nation. Happy Sunday. This is uh, one of the famous Sunday NFL Week 11 preview, where Cage goes off and uh, hopefully makes you guys some money, gives you guys some strategies and some games to and players to look out for on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Cage, you mind if I talk about just something really quickly? Yeah, well, do I mind? Go for it, man. Well, so I love this quote. I used to, like, my first job was a financial advisor, and they would put, um, past returns do not necessarily guarantee... Past results do not necessarily guarantee future returns. You've seen that quote before? Have I seen that quote? Do you think the company you um, you worked for came up with that? You think they, they invented that? No, I, th- I think that's an SEC thing. Yeah, when, uh, there we go. There we and go. Yes. I love that quote. That was like probably my favorite quote that I fell in love with because it's such an interesting quote. It, ma- it, ma- it makes me think at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going into this Sunday, you know, when you sports bet or when you buy cards or any type of investments, there's going to be peaks and valleys, you know? There's going to mm-hmm. be times where you're on a hot streak where you feel like the, the hoop is huge and you're going to make every shot. And then it's when you can't hit anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just important. And I, I always came back to this quote when I was struggling to remind myself, you know, just because you've lost 12 bets in a row, just because you haven't picked the winner in the past, doesn't necessarily mean you won't pick them in the future. You need to make adjustments. You need to make changes, but you can change the future. And that's the message that I want to come into this, uh, this morning episode for you guys with. What you did in the past, who you were in the past, the life you had in the past, doesn't have to be the life you have in the future. You could change it at any time. And I'll give you a little tip or trick uh, or tactic that I've heard. This guy, Charlie, does this. And he lost like 300 pounds using this. Uh, and I've touched on it a little bit because I've talked to you guys about like your reticular activating system and what you start focusing on, you pay attention to. And he started stacking small wins. So he'd go to like Starbucks and he'd get a coffee, he'd get a coffee for three fifty, and he'd be like, let's go. I'm on a winning streak. I'm on a winning streak. All this happiness and joy for just $3. And why do I say that? Now, if you could find those little small wins throughout your day and start stacking them, I think us too at Luca Nation can start going on winning streaks together. I like it. I like when you talk about the future, man. I have my own views on the future. You know what I believe? I believe the children are our future. If you teach them well, you can let them lead the way. And you show them all the beauty they possess inside. You know, you give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. 
let the children's laughter, at least this is what I say, remind me how they used to be. I mean, I decided long ago I would never walk in anyone's shadow. So uh, that's it's my so, goal on the future, man. That's my it's goal. so hard. It's so hard to know if Cage is throwing like throughout that whole thing. I'm like, wow, is Cage getting sentimental, emotional, or is he just dropping a movie quote line out? No, it's a Whitney Houston song. So we move uh, on to the picks, <laughs> my friend. All right, Cage, let's go. Let's, let's make some money this morning. Can we start with my Beagles at 1 p.m.? It is, Beagles by the Browns? way, to give, to give you credit, it is in a movie. Jack Black uses that exact same thing that I just did to you in School of Rock when he's trying to sound smart. He's pretending that he's educated. He's, he's pretending, pretending to be a, 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 a substitute teacher in a private school. And they're like, you know, what do you think about this? And he's like, well, I believe the children are our future. Like he goes, and it, it's basically a Whitney Houston song. So it's, uh, and I'll all, tell of course, you guys, everyone he's saying it to is like looking at like, hmm, like, do I know this? <laughs> it sounds familiar. Bad. You grew up during the generation where it was cool to not try. Yes. And it's still, you, you remember that? You remember like, I, I remember this a t- little bit, but like <laughs> when it was like, hey, do you know the answer to this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's like, right. it was cool know. to not know. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going to detention. You just give me detention. I'm going to hang out there. I'm hang now out it's cool detention. to be smart, right? Like, now it's cool to be, like, enlightened. It used to be just cool to be like, I don't know. So oh, that's funny. I, don't know. I, oh, I, I think of life life in um, movies because, obviously, you know me well enough Doctor. right now. That's, that's my deal, right? But what you're saying right now makes me think of a horrible movie, but a great scene. It was... Uh, the, the remake, the, the movie of 21 Jump Street with Channing Tatum and uh, who's the fat kid? Jonah Hill? Jonah right? Hill. Right, so. So good. Course, that was actually they, a really good comedy. But remember, like, like they go back to high school. They go undercover as high school. Mm-hmm. And of course, Channing Tatum is like, I'm going to love this because he remembers going to high school. He had like an eye rock. And he goes back to high school with Jonah Hill who hated high school because he's a nerd. And when they go back, Hill is like killing it. <laughs> and, and Tatum is like, he's like the Cro-Magnon man that everyone <laughs> hates because he's not <laughs> empathetic. You know, like he's got the backpack wearing it with one strap instead of two, like the nerds. And like, Jonah he was like i went to school at the wrong time because now everybody's uh everybody's uh you know you care about people's feelings um yeah but it's a lot enlightened. of fun, enlightened enlightened yeah, as we'd like awaken. i guess that's the word so yeah browns eagles you wanted to talk about your beagles right i mean it's funny there are so just a, a quick overview right last week we came into this and said a lot of these spreads were dead on bowls right they were right on there and it made it a little tougher to pick but we we had a good week and just to kind of mirror what you were saying about the you know past performance fund. I will give you credit, man. After like the first five weeks where we were on a tear, you said to me, he goes, you said, when you start losing, don't get crazy because that's just what's going to happen. Nobody goes on a clip like this and stays on a clip like this. It will, it will regress to the mean. And then, you know, you figure it out. The season changes. It plays in quarters. It plays like, uh, like anything else. And teams will surprise. Teams will, will start to come back to their norms and you'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, I think we had a little bit of that last week, plus a little bit of luck. And you saw, we, we called in the beginning, so many games were like the right spread. We won a couple by a half a point, and we lost a couple mm-hmm. by a half a point. And that's you know that it tells you that you know the, the the book the books have seen enough that they are getting it right here. So the Browns against the Eagles, Andrew's uh, spread on this one for where he told me to look at the spreads to make sure that we have the exact same spreads is the Browns minus three at home against the Eagles. Um, 
I have seen spreads, um, you know, wavering a little bit on this one, but that is the spread this morning. I like mm-hmm. it. I'm picking the Browns. Basically, here's the deal on this one, at least my, my thought on this one. Um, Wentz is just bad. Uh, I can't believe they haven't brought in, you know, Jalen Hurts, the kid from uh, – uh, play? he played a bunch of plays, right? Ohio State, right? Um, I can't believe they haven't seen what they have with him, right? But you know what? Oklahoma it, guy, I Oklahoma, believe. I think he transferred. I think he played at both of those places. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, like, quarterback carousel, yep. right? Even, even Joe Burrow, I think, was at – Ohio State, right, for right. a year and then went to LSU. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like moving around, right? So, um, but in any event, I'm surprised I haven't seen them, but there, there is a reason why, right? Because the Eagles, who are what the hell, what is their record? They got three wins, five losses, and a tie, yep. I think. That tie is going to save them, by the way. They're, they're, they're first they're in not, NFC right with three, now, five, and one. They are a home playoff game. They're going to have yep. a home playoff game. They're three, five, and one. And they have a lead in their division. And it's just really a scary thing, but I guess they figure that the best way to, um, you know, the best way to maintain that lead or old deal is to continue to drive with Wentz, the, the more experienced guy. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's just crazy, man. I don't think he's been the same since he hurt himself in 2017. Um, you know, he really has taken up a, a real step backwards this year. Um, you know, he's been all right when he plays, but this year it's just been like, you know, it's been a train wreck. Um, and wildly the, inaccurate thrower too. Yeah, wildly I mean, inaccurate. Here's the the deal, right? So I was a Browns guy in the beginning of the year. I picked them to do well. I picked them to do better than most people expected. I think that they are performing kind of where I, I expected them to be. They're six and three, which, come on, that's better than most people thought. Um, and it's not because of Baker Mayfield. He's been good enough. They have not done well when they need Mayfield to play well. And this is not going to be a game where they need to have Mayfield play well. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both back, mm-hmm. both healthy. They are going to lean on them. They're going to run the ball today. And um, I think the Cleveland defense steps up and makes a play. Um, I think they're going to keep Wentz, you know, off balance, sack him quite a few times. He'll make a mistake. I could see the Browns defense scoring a touchdown or setting up the offense really close. I don't think this one is one of those ones where I was. Wow, that that spread is too close. You know, I can I can only see the Browns winning this one by the field goal. No, I think the Browns win this one. I think this is one of one of the easier games on the day. Um, I think the Browns are gonna are gonna. Well, what do you Eagles think about three six and one? Ugh. What do you think about the over under forty six and a half? So, um, at first blush, I I I I liked it, but I can see this one. Be like the under. Uh, no, I first blush, I, I like the over only because I think the game's going to be ugly and I could see Wentz throwing three picks and getting a crazy over that way. You know what I mean? Like two pick sixes, like, you know, ugly. But if I were betting, like if you're asking me, I would say the under on this because I think it's going to be a grinded out, you know, yep. clock, clock, clock game by the by the Browns. Like I, if, I, if I'm the Browns, I go into this hoping Baker Mayfield throws the ball 18 total times in the game. The clock yep. just keeps moving. They keep it a short game, and the Browns win it, you know, basically like 20 to 3, you know, ugly type of game. One of the things with, with betting NFL totals is you, it's really hard to predict those interceptions and fumbles. An yep. interception or a fumble when you're on the opponent's five-yard line, yeah, that, that's, a, that's an overkiller. Yep. But a pick six is an overdream where it's kind of the same thing, and you can't predict mm-hmm. that. Yep. And just putting that aside, I think this is a, a – a gift to bet the under. Mm-hmm. Of course, the turnovers and the wildly inaccurate quarterbacks, there's a ton of chances for pick sixes on both teams. But 
I just see a grounded pound type of game. The quarterbacks aren't very accurate. OBJ is out out of the game. Jarvis Landry has brick hands. I just don't see a lot of talent to get the over unless the defense really sets them up. So I, I really like the under. I don't think they need to go with Landry, but I know you're not a Landry lover or any of the brick hands guy, but, and maybe it's just a volume thing, but I saw a stat about him. I, f- I forget if it was six, seven. I don't know if it was, he has 600 catches in his first seven season or 700 catches for six seasons. It makes more sense. 600 is for a seven. Like he's the fastest one to do that mm-hmm. since like Jerry Rice or somebody, you know? So I, I know he's brick hands, but I did see a stat last week. He had, you know, it was one of the fastest to get to a, a pretty big milestone on reception. So, um, I'll, I'll tell you just while we're doing this, I mm-hmm. this is how I filter. I always like to pass the eye test and then see if there's stats that support the eye test. But I, I, it, there's a ton of stats out there. You could make data do dances for you. Whatever you want, you could prove with data. Mm-hmm. But you have to actually have the eye test and watch to contextualize that data, right? So, right. for example, if he has 600 catches in the first seven seasons, that's, what that's is, because yeah. he, he was the only wide receiver on the Dolphins, so they were throwing the ball a ton to him, plus they were playing from behind, so Fitzpatrick was, was throwing a ton of balls to him, plus they were playing against uh, soft defenses, then you could contextualize it be like, well, it's not that he's a super wide receiver, he was just playing from behind and had a ton of throws his way, and he was the only wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, 100%. Listen, I, I get it entirely. Um, you know, I, I bring him up all the time just to show everyone how old I am, but I won a, a fantasy championship once with uh, David Carr and the Texans as my quarterback. And it was a, like one of these old Yahoo leagues where you got a, a half a point for every attempt. And it was, you know, a time where the Texans, I think went, you know, one in 15 or two and 14 or whatever the hell they were. And th- that guy was just basically throwing the ball every single play. And not getting completions <laughs> that often, but if you were getting a half a point for every attempt, it didn't matter. Uh, you know, he, he let he let the league get points that year. So yeah, I mean, first of all, check your rules, and second of all, you're 100 right. I mean, if he has the opportunity to be the only player on a bad team that's going to throw the ball all the time, I guess you can rack those numbers up. I like the games. That, so unlike last week, there's six one seven one o'clock games. I apologize. Yep, and seven. four uh, four p.m. games. A lot mm-hmm. of interesting 1 p.m. games, and I'm, I want to go to a different one now. I want to go Titans-Ravens, if that's okay. Oh, man, you're, jump, you're jumping around on me, but that's fine. We could do that. I mean, I had the Falcons-Saints all set up, but uh, – Let's know, go Falcons-Saints. No, 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 no. I apologize. No, no, no. Dude, come on. Listen, let's do it. I have blind, all these Blind man Jameis Winston starting at quarterback. I'm excited. Listen. I think he's an upgrade over noodle arm Drew Brees. Not really. <laughs> well, so, I mean, the 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 the, the – the thought on this one here is obviously he's not as good, but does it matter, right? So this was one that I gave some thought to, right? Because it's Saints minus four. It's not Saints minus three. It's a division what would you, game. What would you have that, made the line if Drew Brees was playing? Well, that is the thing, right? And I was actually going to say that, right? You would think that the spread would be significantly more if Brees was the quarterback, right? So then really this comes down to, right? So, so I think it would probably have been a seven-point spread if Brees was a quarterback, maybe even seven and a half eight depends on you know that 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 whole touchdown line people like to make that you know the important thing right um and now it's four um you know does breeze really give them that much more obviously you guys uh, you know guys the uh he's mvp you name it one of the all-time great quarterbacks um i don't think that 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 that's going to make a real difference today. I think that if the Saints are smart, they run the ball, uh, you know, as Alva Kamara, and they do what they need to do. 
I think that they mix in both Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Um, you know, if this were a game where Winston had to throw and they had to lean on him, I'd be a, a lot more, you know, scared. But you got a seven and two Saints team um, against a three and six Falcons team that has just not looked right. Um, so look, Jameis Winston, let's hope he's, they, they don't have to rely on him. Um, cutting for the Falcons. So by the way, guys, my pick here is the Saints minus four, but cutting for the Falcons, they are coming off a bye. You would okay. think that it's a big you, deal. Yeah, I mean, you would think that their team would be, you know, prepared for this game. Matt Ryan would be healthy, match that against the, the fact that Breeze is out. Um, and really what you have here, I mean, <clears throat> look, it's not that, the, not that the Falcons don't have weapons, right? Gurley has looked rejuvenated. He's looked good. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I just think that what you're what you're going to wind up seeing here is you're going to wind up seeing the Saints turn to their running game. I don't think that the Falcons can stop them. I think the Saints cover this four points. Um, you know, this is one where um, I was considering the over, and it's like fifty points. It's a you know, it's a pretty big number. Um, and you know, if they do what I'm expecting them to do and run the ball, it's one that I'm going to stay away from. I was hoping it's like 49 and a half, I think, presently. It's been coming down, and that's why. I mean, I think that this, if if Breeze were playing, I think this is one where the over-under might have been 54, you know, and I still might have taken it. Mm-hmm. Um, on on but, the over? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you I mean, only I, bet I think, overs, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I try to because – here's the deal right so and, and it's probably stupid right because you know if if i hate a game as an over i should look at it as an under but i used to bet unders a, a while ago and first of all it's just not fun but second of all i hate sitting there in the fourth quarter and saying don't score don't score don't score and then you get burned by like a, a touchdown that means absolutely nothing at all to the game you know the defense lets them score you know because it's better for them to get the ball back or you know they're playing the prevent defense because yeah. the team is up by 20 points and the last touchdown doesn't matter you know it's just one of those things where i'm like oh come on it gets on. very wonky at the end of games where you could be sitting on a winner and it turned into a loser yeah, really quickly. i mean it happens it's the same thing as the backdoor cover and those kind of things but i i can't tell you every single week you hear somebody on an NFL game, whether it's on the red zone or whether it's on the actual broadcast, say, all right, well, there's only a couple people out there who care about what's going on in the game now in the last two minutes. You know, the, the <laughs> professional folks, you know, or people in Vegas okay, still care about that touchdown. And you're like, come on. You know, if you have the analysis done right, you have this all done right. Like it, the same thing with, you know, like a backdoor cover. We'll, we'll talk about like the Steelers game later you know spreads like that that are that are big spreads and you have you know potential touchdown at the end it means nothing and obviously you had all the analysis right but i, I just don't like that in unders because of that that's that's the deal but on this one here i just think that um you know what Kamara, michael thomas Taysom hill even winston I, I don't think he has a bad game against this defense i think that they just have too much i think they'll uh you know They'll, they'll go in there. They'll do what they need to do. They're at home. Um, so this is Saints minus four. Which one did you want to talk about? Now? You want to talk about the Ravens-Titans next? Yeah, let's do that. I'll jump over. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. You're, you're yeah. skipping over. 60% of the money is on Atlanta money line, and 67% of the money line is on Atlanta spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line opened at Saints minus six. You, you mm-hmm. have that too. And then it came so, down to minus four, minus four and a half. Yep. Oh, minus three and a half, or it's at yeah, four right we'll, now. We'll go with four because that's what your thing says. 
<laughs> well, well, well let, let, let me wrap it. Like, it's, I'm not even, it's not even about the number. That's really surprising for me. It's really surprising for me because the Saints, the last few weeks, have looked unstoppable both on, on both sides of the ball. And to only have basically a pick em spread on neutral field, it's a scary, this is a stay away game for me. I feel like the Saints should be much higher, but um, it, it's going to be interesting. This is a stay away game. I want to so talk I'll, Titans, Ravens. I'll tell you why it's like that, and 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 it's great analysis that you throw on there. And I don't know where the money is and the whole deal. So that's it's great stuff. It basically means everybody's picking the Falcons, and I can understand that, right? Because traditionally speaking, these two teams have played each other well. They've been high scoring offenses. They've been out there, and they and it's divisional game. A lot of times, divisional games mm-hmm. are much closer than than you think. That's right. Plus, the Falcons are coming off a bye. They don't have Drew Brees. And everybody's looking at Jameis Winston, who was what, 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, or vice versa. You know, I mean, this is like, oh, you know, this is a guy who can go out there and just lose you a game if you lean on him. But, you know, that's what people are seeing. People are saying it's going to be Jameis Winston and it's going to be against a healthy, you know, well rested Falcons team divisional thing. How could it be more than a field goal spread? That's crazy. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think they're going to have to on Jameis Winston at all. I think the Saints are, are a better all-around team. So we'll see. And and the Falcons have, you know, they're three and one in their last four games, almost four and oh. They lost by one point to the Lions in that crazy game. So the Falcons are playing a lot better and they've seen Sean Payton and his defense. Like Matt Ryan is who Matt Ryan is, but he's seen this defense quite a bit. He knows them well. Uh, so it's it's gonna be a good game. Uh, you're you're right. Division games always are tighter. Let's keep rocking. They usually are, right? So this is this one might be. I mean, I'm a Raider fan, so really, obviously, I'm looking forward to the Raiders Chiefs game. But this one, and we'll talk about the Colts Packers. This one is the most exciting one o'clock game to me. This is the one that I want to watch. Like, if, you know, if you told me I could only watch one game at one o'clock, this is the game: the Titans at the Ravens, right? And we have mm-hmm. the Ravens minus six on the on the on the Andrew meter. The kind of reminds you of like a '90s football game, doesn't it? A little bit. Bruiser, two teams that love to run the ball. It's not just that, right? I, I love that, but it, it's talk about a tale of two teams that if you back up the clock three weeks ago, you'd, you'd be like, wow, this is the matchup of the season. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You'd have yeah. two teams with, 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 with basically one loss. You know, you'd have two like four and one teams or four and oh, te- I mean, five and one teams, but mm-hmm. basically they both have sucked for the last three weeks, right? Baltimore lost two of its three games since its bye week. And their offense, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, is scoring basically 30 points a game and no less than 20, <clears throat> has now been held to 24 or fewer in each of their last three games. Tennessee has lost three of four. Um, and Ryan Tannehill, you want to talk about, like, you know, sports cliches? I mean, he is full-on pumpkin right now. It's after midnight. The glass slipper is missing. And, you know it's Cinderella has lost her dress. This is, I mean, Tannehill, not this, fair. Was, this was a guy who, come on, three out of four, the last four weeks, he's looked bad. I mean, bad. Not, not bad, but he's just bad. not as bad. You, you like mean a, for the eye test, not for the stats? Yeah. I mean, it's the stats have been fine, but the eye test, look, you, you know, this is a guy who for a while there, there were, there were, I don't want to call them legitimate sports pundits, but there are people out there who have very fancy, podcasts very fancy podcasts with very fancy graphics and very fancy sponsors um and and commercials that put you to sleep who say that brian Tannehill is an mvp candidate 
I mean, that, that, that phrase was actually uttered this year in a year where um, Mahomes Aaron, is 25 touchdowns and one interception. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are going to combine for over 100 touchdowns and have less interceptions than I have fingers on one hand, right? But yet, <laughs> but yet somebody out there is going to say that Ryan Tannehill was an MVP candidate um, and Matthew Stafford is going to go to the Hall of Fame. So in any event, here's the deal, right? So, so, so people were actually talking about that. I'm not going to say that smart people, but people were actually talking about that. Um, Tannehill looked good and his team looked good. And this was an undefeated team and the Titans and the Titans and they, you know, but what does it mean? What does it mean going forward? You know what? All that stuff we just went through, you know what it means? I mean, absolutely nothing for today's game because you got two teams that are both at a very interesting crossroads and Baltimore has to wake up this morning and realize that the Steelers are about to go 10 and 0 and that Baltimore, who was a juggernaut last year and for the first few weeks of the season are looking at now having to shore up a, a lock on a wild card because they're not winning that division. So this is a huge game for them, bigger game for them. Um, Baltimore has a ton of talent, both sides of the ball. Um, I'm sure Tennessee can, um, you know, their offense can be there, but the weakness, right? The weakness that I do see here, or let's not even call it a huge weakness. Let's call it a, the, the one spot of those four offensive both sides, defensive both sides that I think can be exploited is Tennessee's defense. Um, I think that, you know, there's going to be a Lamar Jackson game here. Um, Titans defense has looked bad. They've, they've, they have not looked good the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think that uh, Baltimore's defense makes a couple of plays today. And this is just one where I think the Ravens have a little bit too much for the Titans and the Ravens are going to cover that six points and uh, move to seven and three. Let me oh, you want the other side of that? Let me contextualize it now. So you, you have Saints against the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. The line on that is minus four. Yep. Then you have the Ravens six and three versus another six and three team. The Ravens haven't looked good. No. And they open up at minus six. Yep. That's an interesting line to me. That's very interesting. If you just compare those two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's no. an interesting I wanna be I wanna be on the Titans, but I think the, the line kind of points to a blowout. Yeah, I mean listen, I could definitely see this one being a blowout. I can't see the Titans blowing out the Ravens. But I can see the Ravens blowing out the Titans. And that's kind of the way that I, I try to play these games out of my head. Like if I were if I were if I were playing Madden here and, and running through these games, <clears throat> you know, I do not see a scenario where the Titans can blow out the, the, the Ravens. I, I can see a scenario where it's kept close. You know, if the, if the Titans jump out to a nice lead and the Ravens have to play, you know, from behind and have to try to come back, I can see that. You know, would I have liked the spread to have been three? Sure. But, you know, this is one where I just think, you know, the Ravens have too much firepower when it's all said and done. Um, and here's the thing with the Ravens. As, as unimpressive as they looked, I think they looked unimpressive relative to our expectations because their three losses are against the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yep. In no way, and Patriots on primetime in Foxborough in, in uh, inclement weather. So it, it's not that they're losing to bad teams. They're beating everyone they should. Those are some tough losses. Those are not easy places to go in and get a W. So I'm with yeah, you. The only one, really... the only one you could really question is is the New England one. The other one, those the the, the other two losses they have are teams that are better than them. I don't think the Titans are better than them, and I think that you know that that Patriots one that was just one the Patriots needed to have. I think it was a, you know the Patriots exactly. Yeah, they are they're they're like they're a Gemini man. I don't know what what you're gonna get. And we'll talk about that when we get up to the Patriots game too. But 
um, you know, the Patriots one week look like world beaters and the next week look like they could lose to the Broncos. That's right. Well, they did lose to the Broncos. That's why. On I that said note, it. let's That's talk Patriots Texans. This so, line, this line jumps dude, out. This guy jumping all over the place on me, but that's fine. Well, well, is it that the natural progression to go right to the Patriots as we're talking about them? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Okay, so Patriots, <laughs> Patriots minus two against the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like that. I like forty-four uh, you percent know. of the money on Patriots money line, forty percent of the money on Patriots minus two. That's funny. I don't. I don't know if I should be scared because everyone that I'm picking is not where the money's going. Because if you tell me that only forty percent of the money is going on the Patriots minus two, that means sixty percent of the money is going on the Texans, right? Yeah, I think I mean, they're that's delusional. math, right? Uh, this this one to me was was one of the easier picks of the week. Um, you know, the Patriots have looked bad at times, but you want to talk about um, talk about a convincing win against against Baltimore, right? Um, you know, going into last week, I think if you replay my, you know, my take on it, it was, you know, how could how could how can the ball how could Baltimore leave this? How could Baltimore lose this game? You know, the Patriots are a train wreck, they're a disaster, you name it, and then look at that. Um it's crazy, right? That game and then they had a close win against the Jets the week before. Is that enough to call New England a hot team now? A four and five team that's won two in a row, and now they're finding their identity. Does that, you know, there's, like I said, there's a there's a there's a near miss there against the Jets, um, and 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 if they go to five and five by beating the hell out of the Texans, do we really are we ready now to crown New England back as a as a good team? Honestly, no. Um, you know, the Texans have one shot here. The Texans have one reason why this spread is not six, and it's Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, exactly. you know, he could go out there and he could he could put on a dominant performance himself. You know, like he could almost will the team to, you know, to, to, to victory himself, um, you know, despite the rest of his team. But this one comes down to not Cam Newton. It comes down to not Deshaun Watson. It comes down to the fact that the Texans are awful against the run. And... You know, Newton's arm is going to be irrelevant, but his legs won't be. I think he has a rushing touchdown. I think you know, if you're a fantasy player, I think you can lean on Rex Burkhead as a nice sleeper here today to score. I think you're going to see Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, Cam Newton. You might see 200, 225 yards of offense, uh, yards of rushing here from the, uh, you know, from the uh, from the Patriots. I mean, Deshaun Watson has to get the, the bad taste of that Cleveland game out of his mouth there. He kept them close. His stats were pretty terrible. I mean, it was weather related. Obviously, that was that crazy, you know, wind and rain game, real low scoring. Um, and he has, you know, he has the the weapons. I mean, Will Fuller is as good as advertised, and you know, a little, a little, you know, game within the game. Brandon Cooks is his number two wide receiver. That's an expatriate mm-hmm. there, so he's going to look to, you know, to, you know, talk some smack against his former team and maybe put up some good numbers. That usually seems to happen, but. Um, Belichick Let me throw scene. one one thing in here. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I don't have the stat on it. I wonder if you have the stat. How many times has Belichick lost to an interim head coach? Well, not just an interim head coach, but one of his, you know, subordinates, one of his protégés. It doesn't happen often. And I was going to mention I, that. I mean, Belichick against Romeo Cornell, right? I mean, sorry that's to take it right out of. But no, you're 100 percent right, man. But I mean, I don't have the stats. I wish I did. But you know, it's just one of those times where you just, you know, you expect. Belichick to get the better of yeah. you know his former coordinator, you know. Belichick on a pick'em 
versus an interim head coach. One of his coaching tree, pro- I just that to me is the bet here. If they lose, they lose. I don't think the Patriots are. I don't think they have very much talent. I don't think that's a secret anymore. But I think this is a coach versus coach type of thing. Uh, of course, the players play, and Deshaun Watson is spectacular. But I, I think this is one of those where you have to lay on the Patriots and just let the chips fall where they may. Why this one jumped out at me, and you're you're 100% right on you – know, there are a couple of games that jump out as ones where you want to put your money. Why this one jumped out at me, it's I like to look for strength versus weakness. And the Patriots' strength is their running game. It's Cam Newton's leg. It's, you know, it's the fact that they have you know a multi-headed monster at running back, and they just kind of – it doesn't seem to matter who they put in there. They seem to get production out of that running back spot. And um, the Texans' run defense is just not good. They have decent pass rushers, but their run defense is just very, very bad. So when you're able to match your strength up against what the team's biggest weakness, I think you're just going to be the Patriots running all day today. I think this one was you know, a little bit easier money. Next one o'clock game is the Lions minus one against the Panthers. Wow. This was a fun one. Interesting. This is a fun one, right? I mean, this is, this is a, a fun one, right? Because I'm pretty sure that this one started off with the Panthers favored by nearly a field goal. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a big deal. Thank you. But go ahead. You t- tell me what that means in your brain because you are the professional, professional better. I, I I don't have a good read on the lines. Let me ch- take a look at the lines. Mo, this uh, you don't see this a lot, and maybe this is low volume of uh, bets. But eighty five percent of the money is on Carolina money line. Seventy five percent of the money is on Detroit spread minus one. That's crazy, but. <laughs> I'll tell you, here's, here's but, but the that deal just might be thing. the app. That might be the app because you could go elsewhere and maybe the 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 splits are a little bit different. I, I would lay off this game, but I don't have I, a good read on it. I might even research it. So I you, am with you go ahead. No, I'm with you 100. percent I mean, this one this one comes down to, you know, as much as the Patriots minus two jumped out at me as one that I wanted to put money on. This is one of the few that I'm like, this one really could go either way. This uncertainty with both quarterbacks in the game, which is never, never a good thing to bet on because the quarterbacks have so much control of the game, right? I mean, um, and and because both of them going in there with question marks, um, you know, you, it really could, it, it could come down to which one of these teams allowed their quarterback to finish the game because both of them coming with injured, right? So Panthers quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, he actually injured a ligament in his knee during last week's loss to Tampa Bay. But it looks like he's playing. He's starting for a 3-7 a and seven Panthers team that is not going to have Christian McCaffrey. So talk about just an interesting thing, right? They played a couple games with McCaffrey. Then McCaffrey was out. Then McCaffrey came back. Now he's out again. So you got this, this you know, non-continuity in their running game. Although, like I said, with Davis, they didn't really miss a beat. You add to that the fact that, you know, their running back is out. The, the, the defense now knows that your quarterback is injured, has an injured knee. And while Teddy Bridgewater is not exactly a scrambling quarterback, he does have to use his legs in situations and has been very good at that this year when they needed it to. Um, but Matthew Stafford also uh, it, it was, it, he was injured as well, right? So Stafford, uh, while they're expecting him to start, uh, he hurt his thumb on his throwing hand, which – I mean, that's never a good thing for a, for a team to hear that their quarterback hurt their throwing hand. Um, so you got uncertainty with both of those guys, right? But um, the Lions oh, okay. just look like slightly a better team here. And I will tell you, the DeAndre Swift, I like the kid, their rookie running back. If you go back to uh, week one, so you, you got the Lions who are four and five. 
they could be and should be five and four. I think it was the Bears they played in week one. If you go back to week one, they, they, they uh, you know, there was that big comeback fourth quarter game and Stafford threw a pass in the end zone that would have been the game-winning touchdown to DeAndre Swift, who dropped the ball in the end zone. First game in the NFL, he was in the end zone wide open and just like as he was falling, just the ball came out and they lost the game. And I felt for the kid. I think I said it right after um, that week. I'm like, you know, he had a good game. And, you know, it's going to be tough for a rookie in the league to come out and, and do that and then go back to the locker room and, you know, face probably the veterans. And they literally lost the game. But he has been really, really good ever since. And, you know, I mean, if I were a, a guy who invested in running backs, he's an under the, under the radar, you know, a nice card play as well. DeAndre Swift, he's had a really good season. Um, I mean, Panthers defense has basically fallen apart in recent weeks and um, the lions have been better balanced on offense and knowing that Stafford's hand is hurt and that they can lean on their running defense. That's what's leaning me towards uh, picking the lions minus one in this game as the current spread is uh, situated. Cage never uses yep. the veto. He never says, I, I just lay oh. off. Well, you this told me, how, look, I mean, this is how I would play it. I, w- I could see this being a 20 to 10 uh, 14 to 7, 14 to 10, something like that uh, in the favor of the Panthers in the first half. I think it's a really good game to bet the second half. And, and okay. I'll, I'll tell you why, because with a one-point spread, that's it's a picker. But sometimes in the first half, you do see a team go up by 7 to 10, right? It's actually not that many points, especially in a close game like that. Also, it depends mm-hmm. on who gets the ball first. So if you could time that, there's some really good opportunities in game or second half line to kind of t- to take, let, let's say the Lions are down by 10. The second half line is going to be Lions plus one or Lions minus three, something like that. And now you get Lions full game plus seven for a line that opened up at pick. And it's really a closer game than the score suggests. That's how I've played these types of games in the past. Yeah, listen, I like it. But you, you told me I have a veto, but I've never used it, nor will I. Because I'm not, listen, I'm giving you guys a pick. Hopefully, if you listen to this whole thing, you realize which ones we feel more strongly about, which ones we don't. Um, but I want to pick every game. That way I can give you, you know, a little talk about the games, right? And something like, even though this game could go either way, and I like the Lions to win the game. Um, you know, you get to hear about my thoughts about DeAndre Swift, right? And, you know, we just opened up some playoff football in our breaks on Friday night, right? We opened up a bunch of boxes. There were some cool DeAndre Swift rookie cards in there. Some of, our, some of Luka Nation got some cool you know, rookie waves from the playoff. Um, I was actually like, oh, man, you know, I might have to trade somebody for a couple of these. So, you know, he, I, I like him. I think that he might be the difference in the game. You want to talk about a game that uh, is not going to be close? The next one up on the roster here is the Steelers minus 10 and a half yep. at the Jags. So, I mean, this is actually a fun game. This is a fun game, right? I saw a stat, though. I wish I would have pulled it. I try to do research from a million different angles when I do this stuff here. And guys know that I'm not just waking up five minutes before and and just throwing a, okay, darn at this. But I think this is maybe the, I read it, the fourth or the fifth time in, 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 in recent history where a team that has at least nine wins is playing against a team that has at least nine losses, right? I mean, like, what's the, what are the records here, right? So, no, a, a nine win against at least eight losses, right? So, it's happened like four or five times, and the, 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 the smallest margin of victory when that's happened was 16 points in any time it's happened. 
So I look at this and I'm like, all right, obviously, you know, you like to look at historical stuff. That wasn't the Steelers. It wasn't the Jaguars. When you're thinking about who's going to win a game like this, you have to talk about these specific teams. Um, but it, it is telling that when this happens, when a team with this many wins plays a team with this many losses, you know who those teams are and, and, no team has has won by less than two touchdowns, basically. Those 15, 16 points. So this one here, I'm picking the Steelers minus the 10 and a half. And Coach Mike Tomlin's been saying all the right things. Like in interviews this week, he's used the phrases trap game. He's used the phrases that we have a ridiculous level of respect for Jacksonville. You know, he's he is basically telling his team, do not have that letdown game. You know what I mean? So what makes this game one of the best games of the week, right, is a couple of things. One, we haven't had a 10-0 team since 2015, right, which is you know, pretty cool, right, to, to think about a 10-0 team, right? Um, and when that happens, you know how many times that's happened in the NFL, right, and what, what do we played in the Super Bowl era? We played 50-something years, right? It's only happened half the time. So 26 teams have begun a season with 10 straight wins. Six of them went on to be undefeated for the whole season. Five or one loss team, nine, two losses. Um, the worst was the 2015 Patriots, which is the team I'm talking about. It actually, actually went 12 and four after a 10 and 0 start. So it's pretty funny, right? I mean, it's, you know, you a lot of stuff. Um, I've talked about this with Jacksonville, their best player. And guys, if you haven't grabbed his rookie yet, I talked on him beginning of the season, week two, week three grab his stuff, grab his cards for a buck. I love the kid, James Robinson. Love him, right? I think that, um, that you know, a, a, an undrafted free agent signing, he has just been a real breath of fresh air. He's been a great running back. But you have a rookie quarterback, Jake Luton, starting, what, his third game here, and it's the second straight week that the Steelers get to face a rookie quarterback. The Steelers just going to pin their ears back, and they're going to be – they're going to be blitzing. They're going to be going crazy. Um, you know, Jake Luton not going to know what hit him. And unfortunately for Mr. Robinson, this is not uh, this is not the week to be betting on him. Steelers defense is just too much. The Jaguars have nothing for them. Um, they're not going to be able to get the ball downfield. And uh, you know, this is this is one of those weeks where I wish for the Jaguars that you had a little bit of uh, a little bit of the old Gardner Minshew magic. But, you know, could this be a game, though? I mean, the 10 and a half, right? I mean, that's this is garbage touchdown time, right? We talked about it with betting overs versus unders. We talked about, you know, you know, coming in here and, and, and you know, could there be a last-minute garbage touchdown? 100%. You know, there, there definitely could be. Um, do I hope that there isn't? <laughs> yeah, because I'm picking the, the Steelers minus 10 and a half in that half point. Is that a little, a little scary? Sure. But uh, I could see the Steelers winning this one by three touchdowns. Easy. Yeah, I agree. So one o'clock games, that only leaves one more, and that is the Bengals at the Washington football team with Washington favored by one and a half points. Okay, I'm kind of excited for this game. Really? You know what I'm excited for? When Washington finally comes up with a name, because it's annoying to me to keep saying Washington football team. Come on, man. Well, you could could grit your teeth, but – there's two cool storylines. I mean, Burrow, Burrow's been good this year, and he's exciting to watch. And I, I just like to see that team get better and better. Mm-hmm. And then you have Alex Smith, man, who overcame an insane, insane injury. And now he's the starting quarterback, and he's playing well. He had a really good game last week, and he threw for over 50 points uh, or over 50 times. I, I think it's a cool game. I don't know why I'm excited for it, to be honest. 
well, maybe it's because it doesn't happen that often that a pair of number one overall picks separated by more than a decade get to face off against each other. Maybe it's people who are investing money in Joe Burrow should take a look across the field and hope that Joe Burrow does not become Alex Smith. Not that he is a bad quarterback, but if you invested your money into his rookie cards, you're not looking that great right now. Um, but this one jumped out to me as a nice, easy one for me. I mean, Burrow clearly has a bright future, and while Smith had a terrific career, um, I don't know what we're uh, what we're looking at here. This this one here, I think, is is I don't call it a coming out game, right? But but let's just let's just let, throw it on the line for cards perspective, right? Because we are a uh, we are a sports card podcast, right? Tua has looked pretty good. His team's looked pretty good. We're going to get to Miami in a second, but right now Tua is becoming more of a hobby darling, right? You know, he's taking a, a team. He's winning. He's not losing. Winning is always great, man. Everybody loves a winner. Um, and Justin Herbert has looked the part of, you know, Dan Marino, Joe Montana. He just looks like a quarterback who's going to be playing meaningful games in the NFL for a long time to come. He just looks the part. And while Burrow was the number one pick, Burrow's been beaten down. Burrow's on a team that's just not that good, a 2-6-1 and one Bengals team. Um, but he's really, really good, right? He, he is a good quarterback. He stands in. He takes the hit. He makes the throws. He does everything he needs to do. But, you know, the team just doesn't look good. This is a week where I can see that hobby love flowing back to Burrow, right? Yeah, I get some, some, some real buy-in coming off of this week because I think you're going to get the, the best version of Burrow. Joe Mixon still working back in a little bit of a foot injury, right? Um, I think that they're, had he been there and they can lean on the, the running game a little bit more, um, then the spread would have been even more. Um, while, I'm, while I think Alex Smith is serviceable and he keep the ball moving, um, I just think Burrow is going to have a good game. I think Burrow is, is the way to go here. He's getting points. This is one where, you know, if you're a, if you're a betting a betting person, betting man, you can you can take the Bengals money line because I think the Bengals win this game. Um, <clears throat> that's, that, that, that would be one of my more fun plays. It's not that the Bengals are great. They're not. Um, you, got, you, got, you got a fun matchup of a 2-6-1 against the 2-7 here. You know, somebody's got to win this game. And I just think, you know, I think this is a, a game where, you know, Burrow is on the up. That 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 takes the care two of matchups I, I I'm interested in. Uh, two things I'm looking at. One, strength of schedule for the Bengals is they're the fifth hardest schedule in the league, mm-hmm. where the Redskins have the 22nd hardest schedule. So well, the record division is pretty terrible, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then, but, but what I am worried about is Chase Young versus the, that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals' offensive line has been really really bad. That that could also be the fact that they play the Steelers, the Ravens. You know what I mean? So there might be that element where they're facing really, really good defensive lines on the other end. Um, but I am worried a little bit about Chase Young and that, that offensive line. So name for me another player on the Washington defense that scares you today. Well, or no just one. name for me another player on the Washington defense. No, but, but no one. But you know how important one Here's good the pass no one, right? is. Yes. Yeah, so, so all week. One good Burrow... pass rusher could, could set a whole defense up because the quarterback has no time. And he's constantly under pressure by one guy. It only takes one guy, right? Aaron yeah, Donald well, is a great example of that. Yeah, but the, the, the Rams defense is not just Aaron Donald. The Rams defense is a very good defense. So far, why you have not heard of how good Chase Young is is because he is legitimately the only talent that they have there. So the Bengals will scheme for him all week. You'll probably see him get okay. double-teamed. Burrow knows to look for him. 
and while I'm sure he'll have a good game and your point is 100% that, that he is somebody who's there, they will scheme. They'll double team him. They'll do something because they don't have to worry about anybody else. Um, I love it. This that, is the beauty of this podcast, guys. Like, do you see how we're like iron sharpens iron and we get to like the nitty gritty, beautiful diamond underneath? Mm. No one's ever, no one's ever <laughs> referred to me as beautiful diamond before. But speaking of a, speaking of a, a well, you're a, a piece beautiful... of coal that once rubbed together, you turn into a diamond. I don't even know what um, I'm saying. My coffee hasn't kicked in yet, Cage. Me neither, man. You, but you, I'm had, like, you I'm had me, you had me at early hello? in this podcast. You, you had me at hello. No, eight thirty a.m. We usually start these at nine thirty. You had me at hello. I love the lump of coal thing. You know, he's so tight. You put the lump of coal up his ass. Two weeks, you have a diamond. What movie is that, folks? What movie? <laughs> I have is heard that. that. I've heard. What movie is that? I would love to hear. Preston Amato, you are not eligible. You can answer, but you do not get a prize. You can't answer every one of my movie quotes, my friend. Um, so speaking of speaking of a diamond in the rough, now a team that should start to get a little more um, a little more love. Um, a team that last week was getting points inexplicably, and you and I were all over them. Paris Bueller's day off. Oh, dude! Now, now nobody Let's gets go, a prize. Andrew. Now you get the prize. Look, now Andrew I didn't gets the look prize. It up. I did not look it up. I did not look it up. Yeah, when Cameron was in Egypt, land, let yeah. my Cameron go. That's the <laughs> Let's deal, go, man. Drew. You got it. Well done. I'm on man. a winning streak. You're on a winning streak. Go get yourself a three dollar Starbucks and put those lump those together because I believe the children it's are a our metaphor. future. It's so a metaphor, um, Kate. What is it for? A metaphor. Um, I was running water in my faucet today. I'm on a winning streak. It could be anything. That's the point. Keep rocking, Cage. You're on a hot streak. Let's go. Keep on rocking in the free world. So it's the Dolphins. You know, I was I was setting up how the Dolphins were getting points last week, and neither of us understood why. And now they're obviously giving points because the Dolphins. I think they're for real. You got a six and three team with five straight wins, and a team that's in line for a playoff spot. Even though you got some good teams in this division, um, and. Is it me or did they seem to get better every week? Um, I think their defense little... is incredibly underrated. They have a very good defense, and that allows for some fun stuff, right? Their defense is is definitely underrated. Did, did you see who their MVP of last week's game against the Chargers was? They had a rookie running back named Salvan Ahmed. <laughs> I mean, and he just had a great game last week. Somebody I'd never even heard of, right? And and they, that running game could get even stronger. Matt Breida is uh, you know supposed to be coming back from hamstring injury. We don't know if he's back. The Broncos are three and six. And if you went back four weeks ago, you you could have thought maybe they are a relevant team. You know, heading towards five hundred. But they've lost three of their last four games, and in that four game stretch, have allowed an average of get this thirty six points a game. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't buy them. I'm not a buyer of the Broncos. Never was. Now you got a, a whole bunch of fun things, um, you know, cutting for um, Denver here. The spread is three and a half. Could Miami win by a field goal? Sure. I don't. I don't like the spread. I hate right, three and a half. I hate three and a half. Also, it's never easy for a team to go visit Denver. A rookie quarterback who's never played in Denver, up in the thin air, towards the cooler part of the season, coming from the East Coast and mm-hmm. over there. Um, but you want to talk about, right. I, I, I may have, I may have been a little mean to Mr. Tannehill, but Drew Locke may want to stick to his sideline rapping. I don't know how much longer we're going to be seeing Drew Locke in the NFL if he continues to play the way that he plays. Um, and this is, you talked about the Dolphins defense. I expect Drew Locke with, with at least two interceptions today 
maybe a fumble on top of that. He has not looked good. And this is not a game where I expect him to look good. Um, you know, this is one where, you know, if you want me to just throw a, a point total out there for you, I mean, I would say Dolphins win this one 27-17 on the road and cover the spread. So I, I don't is, think I, I don't think the, the Broncos are going to put up a lot of points. That, that's what I'm going to bring it down to. So, like, all of the factors, playing in Denver is tough. Being a rookie quarterback, playing in Denver is tough. Being a rookie quarterback, off an emotional win, traveling from the East Coast in warm weather to cold weather in Denver is really tough. So all those factors are right. But here's who the Broncos have beat. The Chargers, who, despite what Joe uh, Justin Herbert has done this year, they're 2-7, and seven, so not yep. a good team. And Anthony Lynn is, is a coach who likes to lose. It's actually his mantra. The, the real winning is losing. It's in his office. Uh, then we, they beat the Patriots, who looked incompetent, and that was the week after the Patriots had COVID and they postponed that game. And they beat the Jets. Those were their three wins of the year. They have not beat any other team, nor have they been even close. So yep. I, I don't know. I don't know why Drew Locke sings on the sidelines. I, I like his swag, but like you got to bring swag for four quarters, right? You can't just bring it for the last two-minute warning. Well, you got to back the swag up with play, right? I mean, it's one thing to hit a home run and do a dance in the dugout. It's one thing to, you know, score your 15th rushing touchdown of the game and then do your Superman impersonation, Cam Newton. What's another thing, you know, when your team is pretty terrible and you got two wins on the season, you to go and start rapping. But it, it, we'll see what we'll see what the story is. You mentioned a fun one, right? About Ride the, the Dolphins till the wheels fall off. And I'll, I'll I tell agree. you how I, I play this game sometimes. So, for example, let's say you like the Ravens, but you don't love minus six, right? Mm-hmm. I love doing uh, money line parlays at, at two different start times, right? So, like, I'll give you an example. If you do the Ravens money line, you're basically just betting on them because they start at one, and that game will be over before the Dolphins game. So, you go Ravens money line, uh, Dolphins money line, and then you could choose to even play the Broncos plus three and a half, and then you have a small middle there if you want to go that route listen and who doesn't like a small middle i've been striving for a small middle for the last decade it just does not work so you talked about the charges right i mean that was a team you just mentioned there and and, and as good as herbert's look team hasn't looked good that brings us to one of the more fun games for me to pick this week it's the hey, Jets. whoever bets on the chargers needs to come on our podcast and explain themselves <laughs> so I, I was going to ask you what you think on this one right and we got the chargers Minus nine and a half. And it's funny because the spread is continuing to move bigger. It's Chargers. It was Chargers eight, Chargers eight and a half, Chargers nine. Now it's Chargers nine and a half against the Jets. And here here was, it's funny, right? Because I did a whole analysis on this game and I'll, I'll go through this one with you guys. But ultimately, you know what it came down to? I actually picked the Jets getting points against the Chiefs. You guys remember that? And I was wrong, but I was wrong because of a last-minute touchdown. <laughs> I was wrong because the Chiefs scored at the end of the game and covered that spread. You know, that was one where it was like an almost a three-touchdown spread, and I was like, oh, who the hell ever covers a three-touchdown spread? Blah, blah, blah. And the Jets are good enough to have a, a last-minute score here. Um, and if I was picking the Jets with points against the Chiefs, how do I not pick the Jets with points against the Chargers? I mean, that's that, that was ultimately what it came down to. But for actual analysis, right? Um, sure, the Jets have to take a long flight after their bye, right? Remember, the Jets are coming off the bye. And I think in a positive, they don't have Sam Darnold. I actually think Joe Flacco managing the ball and, and you know, and playing a little more experience, um, especially with a rookie running back who's pretty good. This, uh, Michael Perini is actually pretty good 
but he's out. It's, I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? Frank Gore, more of a backup role. I'd love to see Frank Gore. The Jets, they have enough to keep the game close. I don't think the Jets win this game, sure. But, but we watch the Chargers. The games that they are winning, they find a way to lose. You know what I mean? They just managed to find a way in the fourth quarter to make these games kind of kind of close. They don't win the close ones, though. I mean, so that's it's kind of been you know a fun one. Do I do I do I think the Jets keep it close and then find a way to beat the Chargers? Maybe, maybe. Do I think that the Chargers finally find a team that they can hang on to a close win against? Sure. I don't have to pick the Jets winning. I just have to pick the Jets keeping it close here. And, and that right. just seems to be the way that this one is going to be. I, I mean, give me nine and a half points is a lot of points when the team that's favored is a two and seven team. I mean, we're not talking about the Chiefs here. We're not talking about even a 500 team. We're talking about a Chargers team that has two wins. So to me, give me the Jets. More, give me the nine and a half points. Go ahead. More than likely the Chargers cover. But, 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 a huge <laughs> few butts here. I'm just, th- that was my rational mind. Now, yep. Anthony Lynn versus Adam Gase. I mean, is this not a dream matchup drop, dream matchup of coaches? This is, yes. this is what I love. I think <laughs> that they should do a Joe Rogan episode each right before this, talking about their game plan. And then we'd go head to head. Who is really the worst coach in the NFL? And let me ask you guys, would it be that surprising if the Jets beat the Chargers? Because if you think about it, right, the Chargers are trying to win. The Jets are probably trying to tank. But what would be a better storyline than the last second loss again for the Chargers and the Jets blow their chances at a number one pick? This has storylines written all over it. I love it. I'm predicting a Jets win just because of you think the Jets actually win here. It's Listen, too negative what, what to make you, a positive, but then you multiply that by a negative. I'm confused with myself. I've run myself into a circle. No, I mean, listen, I understand what you're saying because it's, one of, it's a fun one, right? I mean, I like Herbert. I think he's going to have some success today. I think that their running backs are good. <clears throat> I just, you know, what this came down to to me was could the Chargers win this game in a blowout? Sure. but I would have I swapped this. I would have made this my primetime Sunday night game. I moved the Chiefs to 4 p.m. If I was the yeah. commission. No way. No way. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. way. I mean, I like this game, obviously, but no way. I mean, there's so many. And now, did Swamp you see? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Chiefs. I would have swapped it, and then I would have put Adam Gase and Anthony Lynn. Is that like inside the helmet, you know, where all of us <laughs> hear what they're saying all game? That's so, what I would. But they so could also you, talk to each other. They could also talk to each other. Do you think the, uh, the losing coach of tonight's game gets fired? Promoted. He is now the GM of that team as well. And he's on track to be the president. Of the United States? Yes. So it was Anthony Lynn the president-elect? Yes. I mean, nowadays, I think anybody can call himself president-elect, but let's not get into politics. So um, I think you just put it. I'm just, Andrew, you are, you are, you are the, uh, the podcast extraordinaire elect. Everybody should just call himself elect from now on. So here you go. <laughs> so so we're, 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 we're good on this one. It's Jets plus nine and a half. I like it. <clears throat> um, you know, We'll see what winds up happening. So my favorite game of the four o'clock games, favorite game of the four o'clock games, and possibly It'd be a good my, one, right? Possibly my favorite game of of the of the the week: Colts at Packers. I mean, it's at the Colts, but it's it's Colts minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Colts at home, right? So Packers plus one and a half. This is a fun one, right? I mean, it you, really you, is. You got seventy percent of the money on the Packers money line, sixty percent of the money 
on the Packers spread plus one and a half. Just so I mean, you know, we've talked about this where you, you you don't get these things that often, and it seems like this week seems to give us uh, quite a few of them where you have the strength against strength, right? You have a team that is strong at one part against a team's you know strongest part as well, right? So you got Rodgers and the Packers taking on one of the better secondaries. So you know the Colts. I like that they added Rivers. I like that they added Jonathan Taylor. We talked about the Colts, who are now six and three, um, as being one of those teams that I could see going really far in the playoffs. And they've done nothing really to dispel that, right? And the Colts are favored in this game by a point and a half. Um, but here's where where the Colts are their best, their defense. The Colts' defense has been very, very impressive. They have allowed uh, the fewest yards per game in the NFL. Nobody's allowed less yards per game than the Colts. Also allowed the fourth fewest points per game among all 32 teams in the NFL. They've limited opposing quarterbacks to a passer rating of 78.9, best mark in the league. And they have 11 interceptions. Only two teams, however, have averaged more points per game than the Packers. So you got the team that's giving up the least amount of yards, the fourth fewest points, lowest passer rating, but you're playing against the Packers who have scored a whole bunch of points and come on Rogers. I know that people are talking about Mahomes, and, you know, maybe it's unfair to, you know, say, Hey, I expect this from Mahomes. Mahomes is almost starting to get the trout treatment where you could give him the MVP every year. You just look for something crazy from him, you know, and now, you know, mm-hmm. 25 and one is sort of normal, but Aaron Rodgers has 26 touchdowns and three interceptions and has the highest passer rating in the NFL, 116.4. I love strength against strength. It's always fun to watch that, right? And this game is 100%. So why I pick the Packers and the points here, because they have the clearest path to victory, and it's pretty easy. Just give Rodgers enough time in the pocket to find Devontae Adams. He's going to have a couple of home run throws in this game. For Indianapolis, the key is keeping those guys quiet by keeping Rodgers on his back early and often, right? So you got to, they got to, they got to, they got to pressure him. Um, This is one where I just think Rodgers does enough. He's able to scramble. He's mobile enough where he's able to make the plays and, um, and take this one. The Colts in the games where they have lost, um, they get knocked around a little bit. They make rivers a little uncomfortable on offense to say their offense and the Packers defense are not relevant can't really say that obviously this is a game about the what the Packers offense can do against the Colts defense um to me you know the reason why you have this game at like a point and a half it could honestly go either way you know one break here one fumble one bounce one special teams play is is likely to decide a game like this but if you don't have one of those and that's how you have to pick if you don't have one of those I'm just going to go with you know um Rodgers, who has just been the superior quarterback. I love Rivers. Um, I just, you know, I think if, if, if you have to pick what, what surprising um, play is going to happen, whether it's going to come from the Colts uh, offense versus the Packers defense, I think it's that Rivers is likely to make a, a, a mistake. I think that's love probably it. the more likely one to happen. So I'm going Pack plus a point and a half and you know this is one where you know i like the pack to win the game so um you know if you want to you were, you were about to say you were about to say cage this what? is one this is a teaser line yes for you 
100%. This is a teaser line. Get this to eight. Uh, get the Ravens down to a pick. There's your teaser. Uh, that's a really nice teaser, by the way. That, you don't get them that often. Those are two really good teams. Uh, they, I think when that, that's a good teaser. I'm really happy with that. Or, or you could tease the Steelers down for minus 10 and a half. But I, I don't love four-point teasers, but this is definitely a, a teaser candidate on the Packers going from plus one and a half to plus eight. It leaves us with one four o'clock game to talk about <clears throat> your Ooh. favorite, your favorite team in the league, the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Do we got I, Dalton? It is Dalton time. Let's his go. Name, his name. This, this right is here is Dalton. where the Cowboys make a push for that 10 and six record that we talked about in the beginning of the year, right well, here. We, we can't, we can't, hold them to the 10 and six, right? We can't say they're going to be 10 and six because we don't have their team. So it's true. I did say that they were going to win the division. Um, I did say that. I did say that this was a team that was still going to win the division. And to say that they're, you know, out of the running for it when they're one win behind the division leader, is not exactly. exactly. Well, not and they exactly. play both of them. They play the <laughs> they Eagles and the Giants them. the last I'm two telling games. You, I'm telling you what the Eagles will win that. Division oh, and they play the, and they, they play Washington next on Thursday. Sorry. The Eagles will win that division because of that tie. That's how, it's going to come down to that tie, and I don't know if it's going to be because it's their tie with the Giants or the tie with Washington. That tie, ultimately, Eagles will have the same amount of wins as someone else in that division, <laughs> and the tie is going to be what what gives them the division. It's going to be amazing. So, so this one here, unfortunately, while I'd love to say that Dallas is the way to go, right, and that this this is they're going to get a win and they're going to move to three and seven and they're going to be awesome here, right? I'm happy that Andy Dalton, um, you know, is starting here over any of the other people that they have. You know, you'd, you'd like to think that that's going to, you know, that's going to, you know, be good for them. Um, but I don't. I mean, I never really liked Dalton before, um, you know. You don't but, have to be friends with him. Just as a, as a quarterback, I don't like him. But I also don't like the Vikings defense, right? I mean, talk about a, a defense that makes a quarterback look good. You know, you could you, Dalton could have a really good game today, and you could you could be lulled into a sense that hey, this guy could be all right, right? Um, really, what does this come down to, right? Um, this is a game where Minnesota is clearly the better team. Um, I could see maybe it was close if it was in Dallas, perhaps, but it's in Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is a game where you know I think Thielen has a good game. I think Justin Jefferson has a great game. Dallas stops nobody. The secondary is terrible. Um, you know, if you're in a touchdown league, I expect Thielen and Jefferson to both score. That kid, Justin Jefferson, has been really, really good. Um, and um, you know, I expect a whole bunch of offense from the Vikings. I'd be, you know, I'd be, I'd be doing in the daily fantasy play. I'd be doing a Viking stack here. I'd, I'd throw Dalvin Cook in there, which you know is not saying much, right? Because you know, he's the best running back in the league. But I think Cook has a great game. Like Thielen scores. I think Justin Jefferson has a good game. And uh, I'm penciling this one in for the Vikings to cover that seven. Yeah. Cowboys might win, but I would lay off. Cowboys might win. <laughs> so this is. I mean, you know, you've seen is... weirder things happen in the NFL. Of course. Of course. Of course. And, you know, so, I mean, these I'd are both, to, these teams remind me of each other. These are like cousins that meet on Thanksgiving. Yep, we'll give you a quick one uh, for the Sunday night game. Even though you wanted to see the, uh, you know, the, the the Chargers in that Sunday night game, there is a fun game that Chiefs minus seven and a half at the Raiders tonight. Fun game. I'm a Raider fan. I'm picking the Raiders because of the seven and a half. It's a division game. 
Um, while I'm not, oh, I'm not going to go out there and make the bold prediction that the Raiders win. I can see them winning. They already beat this team once. They beat them in Kansas City, which is not the same as every other year with a full Kansas City crowd. But um, they already beat them once. And I think Andy Reid is afraid of the Raiders. I really do. I think he's afraid of the Raiders. He made up some baloney bulletin board stuff about the bus that when the Raiders beat them, uh, they, they, they did like a lap with the team bus around the stadium, honking the horn and playing music and, you know, doing like a victory lap. It reminds me of uh, Aaron Judge playing New York, New York, you know, in front of you know, loud on like a boom box in front of the Boston, uh, you know, locker room and that got Boston all fired up. You know, you talk about this. People need a little extra to get themselves fired up for a game. And I guess that's what Reed's doing. You know, a team as good as the Chiefs. I can't believe they need that, but you know, you talk about some bulletin board talk, right? You know, the, the, the chiefs need to be mad at the Raiders and coach versus coach anger. Um, you know, look, if you, if you, if you're asking me who's going to win the game, I, I most likely say the chiefs, but I think it's a close game. I'd love to see the Raiders win this because, you know, they would be, they, they then have a two wins against the chiefs and only be one game behind them in the division. Um you know, for analysis on this game, right? I mean, yeah, it's a fun one, man. Um, a lot of things. A lot, a lot of a lot of topics, right? Like a lot of matchups that are interesting. Yeah. yeah I'd love for you so. to talk about the, the John Gruden-Andy Reid match. I think that well, one is, I mean, is really, really cool. Listen, I, I watch John Gruden on the sidelines, and that is a handsome man. But I see him morphing. He looks like Chucky the doll. I see him morphing before my very eyes into Andy Reid. Every time I look oh. at him, he's getting he's getting a little fatter. He's getting a little he's getting a little more bellyrific, man. I mean, I don't know if that ESPN money, that Monday Night Football money, he was getting. I think he put it all into chips. And he, far be it for me to, you know, call somebody fat. But Andy Reid, I love Andy Reid. He's a great coach. And here's a fun stat for anybody who, who like me is looking about the Raiders with their heart. Andy Reid's coming off a bye, right? Andy Reid off a bye. <clears throat> yep. Do you know what his record is in the regular season after a bye? He's eighteen and three and one. Wow. 18 wins to three losses and you want to talk about i mean talk about bulletin board stuff right Mahomes, well he just gets he just stays he stays in the office and he gets uber eats delivered for breakfast lunch and dinner and he just schemes yep i mean well whatever he he eats something he eats breakfast lunch and dinner he eats second lunch and second dinner too but good for the guy <laughs> you know i mean i might as well um i love his space mask you know he looks like Dolph vader with his little shield on the sidelines but here's a fun little storyline right Patrick Mahomes having a great season. Um, you know, everybody wants to talk about how he's the MVP. He's great. He had his worst game of his career in week five against the Raiders. Worst game of his career. And the one interception he has during the season was in that game. All right. To John Gruden? To John Gruden. To, um, Gruden didn't pick it off himself, but that would be funny because, you know, he put on that Chucky good guy doll and come out onto the field and intercept the ball. That would be fantastic. You know what? We should do that. Gruden should do that. He should, he should, he should put on uniform and, and intercept Patrick Mahomes himself. No. Um, I would expect Mahomes to come in with a little, uh, a little, little chip on his shoulder here. Um, I'd expect him to come in and try to play a good game. And, and like I said, right. I mean, I think Kansas city, if they're smart, they run the ball. Uh, the Raiders don't have, um, don't have the greatest run defense. Um, you know, it's one where the Chiefs should win, but if they win the game 31-27, which is a clearly, you know, doable score for this game here, um, especially with the high scoring that everybody expects is two high scoring teams. I think the over under the last time I was like 57 points. So here I am saying 31-27. That's 58. 
I'm, I'm almost calling it to the T, right? Um, if, if that's the way it ends, that's a reader. That's a reader win. You know, if the Chiefs happen to win this game by a touchdown, that's a reader win because you're getting seven and a half. Um, I'd love to give you a bold prediction to say the Raiders win, but I'd be only – that would really be going with my heart here because I'm a Raider fan. But I do like them getting seven and a half points in uh, a nice divisional game here. I think this could be an overtime game. I think that's, this is an interesting game to sprinkle um, – Ten fifteen dollars on the no overtime prop, and um, put yes, you always get amazing odds on that. I think it's a field goal game. Would you consider putting this one into a tease and taking the Raiders plus fourteen points? Yeah, because you could hedge it too. Like it's the night game too, which is cool. Night yep. game gives you a lot of freedom, so like it, you absolutely can. And then you could take the other side. Like uh, I love when you're able to, for example, the Raiders go up seven zero in the first quarter. Uh-huh. You could probably get the Chiefs minus four in game, and then you have Chiefs minus four, Raiders plus fourteen. You have a huge middle, and you're basically guaranteed profit. I yep. do like that. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be putting a lot of money on the Chiefs to bail them out. There's always like the bailout games. I remember the Buccaneers were minus twelve versus the Giants, and like ninety percent of the money was on the Bucks. Like kind of like the bailout primetime game. Yep. So definitely. I think it's a field goal game. I think John Gruden is a, an underappreciated coach. Uh, he's very smart. He, he coaches to his player strengths. So. All right, guys. So listen, we, uh, we're glad you stayed with us. <clears throat> we hope you, you know, we hope you enjoy these picks. Um, and uh, we will talk to you later in the day. And hopefully uh, we, we go, uh, you know, we go undefeated on the day for you. <laughs> talk to you soon, everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.